You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on The Cooligans, we are talking about Messi and more drama with Barcelona. Messi's Instagram is usually pretty dull, but not this time. It's no. quite entertaining. We're talking about trades going on in MLS and uh, a little bit of drama at, on the international stage when it comes to Major League Soccer. That's right. Plus, we talked to Emilia Lopez of so many different things. The Footmex Nation, uh, the Mexican soccer show. She's absolutely incredible. Plus, we talked to her and we get to meet Ali. That Ooh. and more today <laughs> on The Cooligans! Yo, it's me, Dave Rianich here, and I've been hanging out with the Cooligans, having a nice, and I hope you've been having a nice too. Yeah, baby! Okay, let us ready it's a lovely thursday let's uh you know you keep, you keep adjusting your tie I'm when adjusting. you're not wearing a tie <laughs> you know we've already experienced the first presidential debate uh i'm sure we're, we're taping before that that happened but i'm sure it went well and so the is country, there still a world <laughs> where this show is happening i'm sure or? the country's going in a lovely direction now and everybody is unified <laughs> in, yeah. in, in progress we're all on the same page <laughs> finally it's all it took <laughs> Okay, everybody, welcome uh, to The Coolingans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show that you have ever seen, ever. Yep, and it's not just that. It also happens to be the gulliest that you've ever seen, ever. <laughs> okay, forever, <laughs> ever. Uh, <laughs> forever, so, <laughs> so we're excited about today's show because uh, we're going to be joined uh, later on by Emilia Lopez of Footmax Nation of the Mexican Soccer Show. And uh, we're going to be discussing uh, a lot of things in Liga MX, Liga MX Feminil, and Mexican soccer overall. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But we have to get started today with, uh, you know, again, look, out of La Liga, out of the Prem, like people uh, are getting, are talking spicy. Okay, when it comes to uh, uh, what when it comes to Lionel Messi, the people I think don't they don't some people don't respect him. Some people respect him too much. Some people uh, are too mean to him. Uh, but w- overall, I think we know that he is someone that deserves to be uh, acknowledged as one of the greatest people who has players that has ever played the game right here's and, the thing uh, it's like if you're gonna take a con a contrarian approach the only thing you could say about him is that he's great but not that great you know what i mean like this is the only thing you could <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. say yeah yeah he is a, what, he is what a god country what country <laughs> like, would dare think of themselves as so <laughs> powerful in this sport regardless of having not won the world cup in over 50 years who who would possibly say that they're amazing league <laughs> would be too good for Lionel Messi. So we all knew that uh, Messi, he wants to leave. Uh, he wanted to leave from, mm-hmm. uh, from Barcelona and that, that the most logical move was him to go to Manchester city. And it seemed like it was a, a very strong possibility. He didn't want to go through any legal hurdles and, and any of that stuff. So he was like, you know what? I'll stay for another year and whatever. But Messi, uh, he, 
clearly does not give AF anymore. He's just doing, nah. he's punching in, punching out, whatever. But they're still, so I want to start first with the the, the criticism. This wasn't on, on BN Sports. On, it was on BN Connect. And it was, um, I don't even, all I know is that, is that it was Nigel DeYoung as the, he was like the, the 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 mediator you yeah, know what i mean yeah. he was at like the middle dude and then two other dudes were just talking about two two british dudes were like messi he's 34 he'll never make it in the premier league he's he's too old he hasn't you know uh when it comes to the greatest players in the world it's 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 cristiano ronaldo he's done it in multiple leagues and in in the 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 level of disrespect as if messi has not humiliated premier league clubs regularly in champions league is really quite absurd there's v- countless videos <laughs> Of Lionel Messi dunking on every one of your this, favorite this players. This small man, Duncan, <laughs> Spud Webb, Nate Robinson-style dunking on everybody. Bro, he he dunking so much, there's people from Boston waiting in line for a coffee. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I there's a good one here, all right? Yeah. So I'm trying to get Did someone say Duncan? <laughs> Days? I'll get a coffee. I forget how their accent is. You know, I have it. I don't know what else to do. But what I'm trying to say is, bro, his career career is littered with oops from your from countrymen <laughs> and players from your country and you got the balls to say at 34 you should be honored if at 38 he decides to play in the premier league <laughs> Correct, honored all right. all right and yes but don't take him at 38 because major league soccer will take him at 38 we want him so two years <laughs> after that uh, i could care less if he's in knee braces and roller skates <laughs> to get around out there i don't care oh man bring quite, him on quite the sight the uh, uh, but I, so I also want to point out uh, the, the gulliness of uh, Lionel Messi. He is he is a new man, right? He he is he's on his his last year. He's like I ain't coming back. It's his senior year of high school. He's like I ain't gonna see any any of y'all nah. anymore. So I'm just, y'all I'm, trash. <laughs> I've been waiting to say this. <laughs> so I want to point out because obviously Luis Suarez. Uh, has moved uh, to Atletico uh, Madrid and uh, after uh, and cheating Luis on his Italian, <laughs> he, got caught. he got caught. They were like, "All right, all right I'll I guess I gotta Spain. pick a new school." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even here. I already got suspended. Damn, no son. <laughs> how you get expelled before you get into school? <laughs> Which I, I want everyone to know happened to me. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we don't have enough time for that. But I want to point out the the uh, the Instagram post uh, about. Uh, Luis Suarez leaving. Luis Suarez, obviously Barcelona. They they did the whole thing. They took they took a couple of photos. They stand you know, here he with went, the trophies. You want us? You don't he went, to keep he any went of to them. his locker, and they were like, "All right, peace, get yeah. out of here." Okay? While he was taking the photos, everything was put in a box. And he's like, <laughs> "Let me just go to the locker." I'm like, "Nah, fam, it's already in the Uber. Get out of here." <laughs> um, but I loved the, the the Instagram post about Luis Suarez's departure from Lionel Messi, and uh, this is this is what he posted. It's obviously translated. He goes, "You deserve quote." He goes, you deserve to depart like what you are. One of the most important players in the club's history, winning things as part of a group and individually, not for them to kick you out as they have done. But the truth is nothing surprises me anymore. This is public. This is right on Instagram. This is Nashville hot chicken level (laughs) spicy. This is the last chicken wing on hot ones level spicy. And also it's not even as spicy in English as it is in Spanish. There is something so much more emotionally raw and distraught. (laughs) Just like, you know what? I'm putting it all out there. In Spanish, it is painful to read. He's like, I don't care what the HR department at Barcelona has to say. I don't care if I get fined. This is how I feel. I'm not putting this in the suggestion box. No. 
nah. this is going right. <laughs> I'm gonna print feet. this out and I'm putting it all over the walls. Wasn't even on the IG story where it would disappear after. It's still hours. there. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> also, like, this is this is like a marriage where the husband says no to the divorce, so the wife's like, okay, wait till we get into a family party in front of your family. I'm gonna be speaking the truth. Oh, did someone okay. eat all the potatoes? Like my husband ate this other girl. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, every, yeah. Just everything goes mic, back to it. Grabbing the mic at the baptism. Oh, yeah. I want to let you know. You think <laughs> I? I don't know how this child is gonna go to heaven with a father like him. You know? Did what you mean? see the the woman uh, at the uh, funeral? I think it was in Africa where she's like, I want you to know. This man brought another woman to the house, and someone's like throwing <laughs> yeah, shoes yeah, at her. The, She's the sister. It was the, the sister, sister yes. of the dude. <laughs> That's like, messy right now. He saw that video, and he's like, "I have been inspired." <laughs> okay, I'm gonna lay it all out there. I don't care if I have to go back to work and work with these people. You it's can throw as many sh- shoes you at me as you want, oh, bro. What you can do? What you can do? Kick me out? Yeah, I dare you. <laughs> because I got a one way ticket to Manchester. Say something. Say something. Uh, uh Christian. I I don't know if you saw this, but uh, it turns out that MLS is not allowing the international players to go back home for international duty. I don't know what could possibly be wanting uh, them to stop their uh, players from flying and going to different countries during this time. I wonder mm. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they just want to rule over their players and then not let them have the freedom of movement that they are entitled to. No, obviously, uh, the concerns of, uh, of COVID-19 are... Uh, uh, well, some people are kind of ups- uh, uh, upset about this. Obviously, the, the the federations of these countries are like, uh, "Hey, we would uh, it'd be nice if uh, you could send us some of our players because we have uh, important matches uh, coming up." And- Here's what I say: I'm for it as long as it's countries that America has to play. Then yeah, keep their players here so that they can play. It's a great, great advantage. You know what I okay, mean? Okay, yes, this is all. Uh, Greg uh, Berhalter is uh, is creating these rules for for MLS. No, I I think there's a look. I mean, it, look, it gets to a point where um, is it is it fair? Is it is it safe? Is it you know like. Is, is it feeling does it feel too political does it, you know it, it's hard to really kind of make sense of it all in a way that would make everyone happy um i don't really get the to be honest this is how i genuinely feel i don't know why they would want their players because of how poorly this country has handled this crisis exactly so like if you I play was... for miami you're like or orlando you're like you could keep them if you play for houston or fc dallas you're like please don't don't hey. send them don't even send their clothing you know? so, uh yeah that, that that part of it is uh a bit concerning so i don't know uh it, it's the, the next most likely 12 months when it comes to international tournaments are going to be really strange, right? The, you know, and it's, we, we just spoke, spoke about it while last week, uh, what the English national team going to Iceland and the risk there as well, where the players are, they're like, you know, they, they don't stay quarantined and they want to go hang out with people and stuff like that. So there's, there's, we have to be so incredibly careful uh, these next for the until it, it's gone, right? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, look, it's it's just it's a tough position to be in. It's not no, it, you can understand why uh, both sides have some sort of a reason why you would want the players, why you shouldn't send the players, and things like that. So I would say I, that, and I understand that. But there's some like insurance, you know, for the players, and and there's some there's some qualifications that need to be met. They can't just go willy nilly anywhere they want. 
right? Because the league is beholden to your uh, to your health. At the same time, if the other countries would be okay with keeping up the standards of whatever the club has to do, then I yeah. don't see a reason why you wouldn't. Again, if it's a team that we need to be competitive against, go ahead and keep them here. You know yeah, what I mean? Weird. So weird. I guess it's weird to me that it's it's the decision lies on MLS, you know, like, and not, no, because the, that happens all the time where clubs don't allow the players cl- clubs. Yeah. Clubs. But this is where single entity, is, I think, and I know I'm just saying that just, this is where in the scenario where like, man, it, it, it Every club shouldn't really be stuck to these same guidelines to to some degree, right? Like if if yeah, I, I, it's not. I'm not going to say like oh, if one state is handles it better than the other or whatever. Like I, I don't want to get into that conversation. But in this situation, there isn't. There's no wiggle room because the league is like no, we're not sending anybody, and not right. one individual club can't just. They can't even make some sort of case to to allow the player to go, but. It is what it is. It really, it, it sucks uh, overall. Uh, so, uh, let's talk uh, but a I do see an th- argument on both sides, though. I, you know, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about a couple other things in uh, in MLS. The uh, kind of big news we just mentioned Miami, but into Miami just traded away their center back that they had picked up in the expansion draft, uh, of Roman Torres, uh, from the Seattle Sounders. They sent them back to the Sounders. Yeah, so he's they, out. He's like, please, <laughs> please get me off the second ship. I need, I need, I just need more cloudiness and rain. I can't, all this sun is uncomfortable. The problem is in Miami, the rain comes real quick and goes away real quick. And he's mm. like, I like when it lingers here for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just, uh, yeah. I really love when the the cloud of depression follows me. You uh-huh. know, I can't have it just come and go here and there. The only know? way anyone throws a fish around here is if uh, you know I'm uh, an abuela's mad at me. <laughs> That's the only way. So the uh, so this is a bit of a surprise because I I felt like. Um, is it? It isn't to me. It seems like it's surprising that he went back to the Sounders. Not that it he isn't. was and traded. I don't think it's that it's surprising because it just seems to me like the one thing, the one thing that's like true of MLS. It's like some of these players just get really baked into like the club and the community. It's like they really become like this, like a staple there. And it's I've, you've seen it in the past with like I remember even when Houston traded Ching away. Like he did everything in his power, even held out to get back to Houston. And mm-hmm. it's like. You don't see this in other leagues, and maybe it's because they get paid just so much more money when they move to a new club. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the thing. But it just seems like, especially in MLS, something happens where if you're at a club for like four or five years and you're beloved there, you don't want to leave. You just want to stay there, and you like, you know, you just want to be a part of that community, which I guess is dope. And from every Sounders fan that follows us that we also follow, they seem to be really excited about Roman Torres coming back. Yeah, but he also they didn't protect him in the expansion draft, so mm-hmm. he, he clearly was not a, a, a priority. And to be honest, he's in the last like two years, he has a you know a piling resume of mistakes or errors or getting absolutely burned by just speedy wingers. Uh, I don't. I feel like the the, the way the Sounders nobody's going to ruin uh, you know how the Sounders are playing right now. They're they're absolutely stellar, but. Do they do they need Roman Torres? I I, I don't know. I don't know what the depth him. is. I, he's definitely a depth guy, right? Hundred percent backup. Yeah, he's not he starting. Not, he is, and, and I'm I'm curious as to why he d- it didn't really work out in um in Miami. Uh, but I, I I I'm gonna have to say it's probably he's just lost a step. With all due respect to the the the, the future 
a president of Panama. Yeah, uh, our Panamanian <laughs> listeners are furious with you. Okay. Guess who's not allowed at the canal anymore? Christian Polanco. Man, I would go, I, that's where I summer. Yeah, he had the he had the ticket. He had the the flights already booked. Uh, but just like the players, he's not allowed to go now. Um, but if you look at Roman Torres, like if you're Miami, you got yourself an aging center back. Which in the way the league is right now, you can't have a slow aging center back. So uh, they got a chance to get value for. Or someone that they may have not needed anymore. So it's great, great math if you're Miami, great math if you're Seattle because you get back a legend. So yeah, look, he's he's not going to hurt the team, like I said. Uh, but the, the, and in I, a playoff run, having a guy like that who's won MLS Cup is a big deal. Okay, I, look, I'm my skepticism is uh, it's out on the table. Everybody knows how I feel. I hope he does well. Nobody wishes more of of great things. Uh, for Roman Torres than than me, I mean, he was the first player that we uh, that I think I spoke to at the on the on the mix zone in Toronto when right. Seattle won the MLS Cup. He won he won the MLS Cup on, on that penalty. I get it, I get it, but he's a little slow. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, make sure to stick around. We have Amelia Lopez coming up after this segment. So uh, right now, I I want to do another Cooligans unboxing. Ooh. Okay, uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> there's no box. The NPR uh, we voice. Have, we, <laughs> we, it, it's too difficult to do remotely and all this other stuff. But the uh, we got to give a shout out uh, and a huge thank you to the Union Zoom Happy Hour. So this is uh, uni- obviously the Philadelphia Union fans, sons of Ben. They do a, a, a Zoom call. Uh, that we got invited to, yep. uh, we were both on, and it was great talking to a bunch of union supporters, uh, uh, f- friends, their family at this point, right? I mean, uh, I'm wearing union, the fish down. Yeah, union is like uh, second. Is at, at, at this point, it's our second home, second, third home, third, fourth so we, home. Something we got like an that. illustrious gift from Mike Thomas, uh, who's in Gully Squad as well. Uh, who you've we you heard the name on this show? He asked awesome, awesome questions, uh, questions. Uh, to our guests. Uh, you know, and that's a uh, another luxury of being in Gully Squad. So if you want to join Gully Squad, feel free to do that at SoccerCooligans.com. So uh, he sent a letter and he sent these kits. Look, Look at, at this. this. Huh? Boom. Completely covering my face, but you could see it, right? <laughs> Look at that. Wow, Zoom. mine's a little bigger than Christian's. There, it says uh, Happy Hour Philadelphia on it, Zoom Brewing. On the back, I got a number 59, and it's cool. It's like beer inside the uh, the numbers, which is kind of dope. Yeah, and I got the number something... uh, 45 to, to support our great, great president. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I <laughs> no, I so the numbers are an interesting thing. Uh, just to address, he goes, uh, the jersey numbers correspond with phone numbers. So I guess like in um, T9, this is my best guess, it says the four, the four is a G, the five is an L, uh, L, you have a, a five as well, and the nine is a Y. So it's a four, five, and five, nine, G L L Y, gully. Oh, okay. So a little, hidden, a little hidden meeting in there. And he, so he wrote a letter as well. He goes, Christian and Alexis, since you guys joined the Union Zoom happy hour a few times, I wanted to make sure you got the jerseys that uh, the organizer Jared put together. Uh, with the proceeds, we were able to raise over $800 for the Philly Bail Bond uh, Fund during the Black Lives Matter protest. So this is amazing. Look at this. That's so uh, dope. So and says also thank you guys for continuing to consistently pump out some of the best soccer content out there. The show is incredible, and I wish you to nothing but continued success. That's really dope. Mike. Th- thank you so much, man. This means the world. Um, definitely, my man. We appreciate uh, Union fans, Union supporters. Zoom happy hour. Uh, who who and they've had uh, great people. I I, I know uh, 
Yeah, there were uh, players on and stuff when, when yeah, I was Al-Badoy, on. Yeah, Jim Curran's been on there. So the the, the level of uh, if you are in Philadelphia or or have friends uh, who are you know maybe don't follow soccer that much, be a part of Union Zoom Happy Hour. Uh, uh, you know that that Philly community is like we we always say it's like it is Philly fans, which are a different breed of sports fans, a whole other animal. <laughs> <laughs> but they do it with soccer. You know they, that's what that's what I like about Union fans that it's like because soccer is is such a great community and it's like it really requires uh, uh, doing things together and a lot of unity. It's like it it calms down the rage of a typical Philly sports fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's they like a, share batteries with each other versus throwing them at opposing <laughs> fans. It's very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know what? Here, take my battery back. Charge your phone. I ain't yeah, going to throw hey, it at hey. you. In <laughs> fact, I'm going to chuck it, but just so you can charge your phone. Right? <laughs> okay, I'm going to toss it at a reasonable pace and speed. All right? <laughs> I'm going to go underhand. <laughs> okay. no. If you drop it, trust me, I will go up there and pick it, pick it up and hand it right to you. So, uh, again, thank you, Union Zoom. Happy hour. Thank you to Sons of Ben all the support from Philadelphia Union. They got continued success yeah. uh, in the MLS season. So, uh, all right, everybody, we have uh, more to look forward to. We have a great guest coming up, Emilio Lopez. So, uh, so come right back after this. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break it with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and us, technically the, you. <laughs> the Cooligans uh, have now gotten into the mask game. Okay, right. We are... Big mask. That's the business we're in, baby. <laughs> Look, if you want to get, obviously, everybody, you need a mask. Wear a damn mask uh, if you want to get over this dumb pandemic that is ruining all our lives. Uh, right. But so we, we we decided, you know what? Let's make one, and I think it'll be kind of cool uh, if it has the Cooligans logo on it. It also says "Stay safe and stay gully" right on it. You'll be the freshest, gulliest mask wearer. In uh, in the world, uh, everybody, so sure- at, everybody at that Wegmans or wherever you go in, <laughs> as they're dragging some maskless Karen out, and you walk past them wearing this, will be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, you're just like with your with your Cooligans mask. You're just gonna be like, "Couldn't be me." Nah, okay. fam, I'm staying gully and safe. And here's the best part. 100% of the proceeds is going to go to charity. We are, we are, uh, I guess, doing a collaboration with South Bronx United. Uh, they help the community in the South Bronx. They have a soccer academy. They do educational classes. They had a journalism class that uh, Christian and I spoke at, and they were like, who are these two? They're not journalists. We know more than them. And I'm like, yep. oh, the dar- these kids say the darndest <laughs> things. Uh, and also, they help out the community where they hand out masks. Uh, they, they do a lot of legal help for uh, a community that could use all of those things. And we absolutely love all those things. We grew up in similar communities, so we wanted to give back. So 100% of the proceeds of this mask goes to that. And in fact, Upper 90, who is teamed up with us and is making the mask, actually gave us an even better deal so we could give even more to charity. So this would mean a lot to us if you would purchase this. Even if you didn't need an extra mask, it's worth having one, especially one that's as gully as this. Exactly. So, you know, if you don't need one, give it to you. Give it to your child. That's right. They they could use a nice gully mask while they're- Put one on your puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So pick one up. You You can get them at soccercooligans.com they are from upper 90 they're a high quality mask they they they, you can wear them for a long time they're really comfortable uh highly recommend it even if you again even if you don't need one all the proceeds do go to charity uh so you'll you'll be supporting a very good cause in south bronx united uh so again go you can see the the description the link will be in the the description of this podcast episode uh or you can just go right to soccercooligans.com and the link will be there as well so pick up a mask today all right, baby, we're back on a Cooligans living room FC, and our guest is here. And Christian, I am excited about this. 
Uh, Very much so. Yeah. What me was too. it? I think it was MLS Cup last year, right? Was it MLS no, Cup? No, no. This was uh, the LA Galaxy LAFC playoff game. Okay, LA. That's right. That's when we, we almost uh, got arrested. <laughs> Right, because I used the bathroom. Which, if you haven't heard that story, go back and listen to it. Not but moments allowed, before that, not allowed in LAFC Stadium. You know, it is. moments before that, though, we uh, we were upstairs in the in the media room where we're allowed to be security. Uh, and I look, we're dressed. I'm dressed in like you know tracksuit. Christian's dressed in whatever it is you wore that day. And all of a sudden, someone we only know from Twitter pulls up. And she was like, yo, I love you guys. You're amazing. I don't remember the exact conversation, but I'm assuming that's what was said, right? <laughs> that's, that's all Alexis hears when he meets any human being. <laughs> and they're like, sir, could you move? And I'm like, I don't sign autographs right now. No, but uh, one of the reasons I was so excited to meet her is because there's very there's, there's like a list of people that we just absolutely appreciate as comedians, people who have absolutely discovered their voice. And they know exactly who they are, and they could care less about anything else. This is who they are. <laughs> and Amelia is one of those people. We just like, every time she post something it's like damn yo she's amazing right like the the point of view is awesome she, she's repping for uh, women's soccer all over latin america which is a difficult thing to do so i'm really happy that she's doing it and it's just one of the few people that we're just uh i guess inspired by uh based on everything she's doing so we're so happy to have her on you may know her as wow the social writer and editor of foot mex nation our football podcast producer of the mexican soccer show and now on the Cooligans, and also a mom. So you may be seeing toys <laughs> flying around in the background. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're her son who's supposed to be quiet and you're driving, put your hands together. Make a lot of noise for the one, the only, Amelia Lopez. Amelia, what is up? Hi, guys. It's so it's really funny because I was actually serendipitously listening to Grant Wall's podcast where you guys were on it. Uh-huh. And Alexis said something like, it's very interesting to like be on a be on a show or a podcast now from people that you like have just seen, you know, I mean, I know I ran to you guys at the LEFC LA Galaxy game, but it, it's very cool to finally be on the show that I've listened to that I've watched. So thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> We're honored oh, to have you uh, on. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So, look, uh, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly when, uh, w- you know, we started uh, following you and then and really seeing your, your work. But the last couple of years, uh, it's been really cool to see uh, a couple of things. Uh, your, uh, I feel like through you, I get to learn so much more about Liga MX Feminine, right? Uh, if, if people are, are not aware of, uh, of the league, it hasn't been around too, too long. Uh, but women's soccer has been really uh, either striving and struggling uh, to, to, especially with this pandemic and trying to figure things out. But your coverage of the, uh, of the league uh, really helps me understand it a lot more. And so what, what's it been like the last couple of years really delving into it uh, a, a lot more than, you know, than in the past? I mean, it's only been around for like three years. Um, the official announcement came in like December of 2016. Um, you know, uh, Enrique Bonilla, which is the LIAMEX CEO, said that now they wanted to kind of develop you know, the national, they kind of wanted to grow and help develop the national team and also kind of create an infrastructure um, for women's football in Mexico. I mean, in some ways, it was also kind of like something they needed to do because of that 2026 World Cup bid. You know, they had to show like, oh, by the way, we have Mexican women's soccer, too. Yeah, yeah. So um, I actually didn't follow it until the 2017 season. Um, so there was, or like, sorry, the 2018 season. So there was like a little Copa Mekis tournament after they um, announced it. Then there was a clausura, um, sorry, Apertura 2017. And that's the first one Chivas won that I didn't really see 
Um, but kind of when I came back from the World Cup in 2018, um, my good friend and boss, Luis Vasquez, who founded Footmex Nation, was like, you know what? You need to be part of this. You know, you're 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 seeing the the necessity. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Big you're fan. Seeing, <laughs> <laughs> you're seeing the necessity that we have for Mexican soccer in English. There's hardly anybody covering women's Mexican soccer in English. Like you need to step in and, and do that. And I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried at first kind of being um, like typecasted, you know, okay, here's a, another woman, you know, following women's soccer. But I, I dove into it and I, I've been watching it for, you know, now these last like three years. And it's it's so fun. It's so fun to just like actually see these players. And in a sense, accidentally, it's super cool to know that like I'm at the beginning of it. Right. So however long it continues, however long it, it, it flourishes, I'll be able to be like, oh, I was part of the very beginnings of it. I saw these players when they were at their infancy. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to just see it grow um, organically and then just slowly the rules and the regulations kind of being more inclusive to see where it can go um, in the next three years and beyond. Looking at the way you cover soccer, right? And and one of the things that I think is so impressive is that I don't even want to use the term like no holds barred, but you have a very, no, this is what it is. Like, I'm not going to do the talking points. I'm not going to gloss over some of this stuff. If it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. If let's be honest, let's say what's happening. Let's not cover things up. How difficult was that to take that one? You know, the Mexican league tries its hardest to suppress a lot of the bad news, right? And two, when it comes to the women's game, sometimes, especially we feel it's like let's just focus on the positive because we want to build 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 and you're like not yo let's look at the scars too like was that a conscious decision by you or is that just who you are both um and it's so funny because i kind of just like i said i just have your guys's pod with grant in my head you said you guys said something specific about like nobody else is saying these things or nobody else is doing it this way so we're gonna do it we're gonna say what somebody like me who wants to digest this information which is Liga Mex Feminine in english um so what are we going to say? Well, not everything is perfect. And obviously, um, just like we're seeing now in just like everyday life, you know, socially, culturally, you have to be willing to spread awareness to the not so positive things, to the not so uh, pretty picture things of the growth, because there are a lot of people, especially in Liga MX Femenile, who are like, just be happy that they're broadcasting it or just be happy that they're doing this and that. And it's like, true, I am so happy that there's a league. <laughs> First of all, you know, there yeah. wasn't one up until three years ago. Um, but there's so much more that can be done, especially when you kind of have that footprint um, for the Liga MX Feminine, because it's very uh, it's very specific in that it's, uh, at least for North America, because I know the NWSL is kind of like its own franchise, right? But the Liga MX Feminine is built off of the men's side. It's built off of, you know, Liga MX in general as an organization. Um, so it's so it has like that, okay, you guys are doing this or you guys are not worrying about these kind of talking points with the men's side. So why are you giving this the time of day for the women's side? And it's something that we're constant. I mean, these are universal issues, right, with women's right. soccer overall. Um, but it's just one of those things that I was like, no, we need to, if we're going to have it grow, let's let it grow in the right direction. So let's put um, a spotlight on those bad things that happen sometimes, which is from everything from, you know, lack of proper training facilities um, the pay more than anything else. And then as a journalist, you also are are kind of calling out those reporters that focus on the wrong things or you're calling out those publications that do the wrong things when it comes to the athletes because it's more often than not, especially with female athletes, they don't focus on the sport. They focus on everything besides that. Yeah. Yeah. And look, and we, we talk, we focus a lot on NWSL, but there, there are so many um, 
strides that that NWSL has made that we don't uh, that Liga MX Femenil is like hitting now, right? Like whether it's pay, whether it's terrible conditions in locker room or or they, just the uh, amenities and and those options. So it's it, it, those things need to be pointed out as well, so that uh, uh, Liga MX Femenil is not dealing with it maybe for as long as NWSL players are as well. So it's good that we have someone pointing those things out because again, there aren't too many people talking about it. Uh, and then on top of that, in English as well. So thank you for what you do. So uh, Amelia, I'm I, I'm a huge fan of your writing. Uh, you are someone who does something uh, really courageous uh, when it comes to speaking about your life and and working in this uh, in in the soccer industry. But I was trying to look for it before we uh, we started taping. But this was, I must have read this about a year ago. I think uh, you had written a blog post that was really powerful about your life and your uh you you are a young mom and 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 got through school and and working in soccer and it, it is i read it i'm like this woman is an absolute badass human being i mean the the, the amount of challenges that you've gone through and and to be able to find uh, stability and success is is incredibly uh, impressive. So I'm, I'm curious about just maybe we can get into a bit more detail of, you know, for people who have not read this uh, piece that you wrote. But what is the what are the kind of were the biggest challenges of like working in soccer and 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 being a mom and, and, and doing this without, you know, as much support as you as you would have appreciated? <laughs> Wow, do we have like three hours? To get <laughs> As a matter of fact, we do. Yeah, we do now. <laughs> um, so I got, pre- for those of you who don't know, and I'm pretty open about it. So I got pregnant in between my sophomore and junior year of college. Um, perfect timing, Jack. That's what I call him. He's like perfect timing. He was actually born like right in July. So I started school at USC, um, ended in like May-ish, and then would start up again in like August. Um, so he was born exactly one month before I started. I went back to school my junior year. So like, I just like hung out with him for a month. And then I was like, okay, I have to go now. Um, <laughs> back then I had a third child too. So he was also there kind of helping. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, he yeah, would, yeah. so he would stay with him. Um, but there was just like a point where um, even after it was just the three of us, I was like, I can't, I can't, um, not do this like I felt like you know and and it's kind of it's kind of tacky I, I hate saying it but it's the truth it's like when you have a child or when you have somebody you're a guardian a care caretaker whatever you kind of go okay I have to like show something to this person now that has to look up to me or that has to hang out with me all the time you know because they're going to be exposed to my not so positive parts of me but like let me give them some sort of good positive aspects um about me so I was just like okay I have to you know, like they say in Spanish, me tengo que poner las pilas. You know, I just uh-huh, have to, yeah. I have to do something. Um, and so I was like, okay, what am I not doing? What was I not doing the first two years of college? Okay, I'm, I want to write, let me just start writing about soccer in some capacity. Um, you know, and that was actually, I don't know if that's the blog that you wrote, but I started blogging about Mexican soccer and it kind of just flourished, ended up being at an internship at the Mexican soccer show. Um, and there were, like you just said, there were a lot of times where like, I, I, I like nobody could help. And it's, I don't try to say that like to negatively put them in like a negative light or anything. It's just like people have their lives right now. You know, like I was telling you guys, um, Jack's luckily in ABA therapy right now. So he's kind of occupied. But I have Ollie like within the vicinity of this, uh, this call. And so you kind of just had to 
you know, you roll with the punches. Like you had to, you had to swim, you have to swim. And so that's basically how I've done it at different points of my career or, you know, what have you. Um, my first actual like mix zone for Mexican soccer. So I, they were playing here in LA. I think it was against Ecuador uh, my senior year of college. And I was actually pregnant with Ollie at the time. Um, I was, I, I emailed like the people, um, you know, I, the, I emailed like the Federation people. And so they gave me a press pass to the mix zone, but I, I, I was too late for the match. You know how it goes. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I was there and I was like, well, what am I going to do? Like I I'm pregnant. I said, so I'm just going to go. So I, you know, I actually went my very first thing, everything had, every first thing has involved them in some capacity, you know? So Ollie was hanging out with me in my belly when I interviewed or when I was talking around like Guardado and Chicharito for the first time. Um, my very first uh, coverage of a game was a Copa America Centenario, um, Mexico versus Uruguay in Phoenix. And I took them with me. Like, I was just like, I'm like, we'll just go. And, you know, I did have help at that time. So they were like on the cusp, but I still remember I had like the pump that wick, gives you it's like a subsidiary program <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so I, I had the I had the pump with me um in the mix zones because I was like I don't know when and how but I'm gonna have to pump um so like, I just remember going through security or like you know going through like the people to get your credential and stuff and they're like what what is that and I'm like let's pump yeah. <laughs> it's like really it. old radio equipment so don't worry <laughs> no, about it it was, it was like one of those and it's hilarious because it's one it was one of those like so manual pumps and you had to like stick it on a machine so that the machine could actually do the pumping for you so it wasn't even like one of those cool like you know new agey ones that moms yeah, had yeah. like no it was like those super and it was like needed a crank is that what is that lady doing over there <laughs> that Just is amazing in one hand mike interviewing uh, jonah dos santos in the other you know yeah you're like one of the pump leaks so stand a little to the left anyway so what were you saying <laughs> it ain't my fault okay <laughs> you get shoes for free bro stop complaining uh it's super nutritious it'll help yeah, you it's got a lot of nutrients and i've been drinking a lot of water uh i it reminds me so much of growing up my mother was a single mother and at one point she was a uh, like she worked in a hospital at a very low level and she's like if we're ever if i'm ever going to advance i need to go to school and finish up my nursing degree unfortunately she wasn't able to but for that period of time when she was going to school i was there with her and i just remember being like a five or six year old like turning on the bunsen burners and my mom's like get going yo like, <laughs> like this kid won't stop moving around and jumping around but i remember like when i went to school it was kind of normal like when i started school because i had gone to college with my mom or at least some of those courses so it's like it's weird that you're saying that it's reminding me so much of my youth and it's like at some point you just you have to you have to prevail. You know what I mean? Like no one's going to do it for you. And it's been amazing to see. And I, I unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to read this blog post, but Christian has told me about it before. And every time I, I, I hear about it, it just reminds me so much of what my mother went through when, you know, when she was a single mother and we were young. And of course I was one of those kids. So you can only imagine how bad it was. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. And I, I, I think I've said this to you guys before privately. It's like when I listen to you, Alexis, specifically not to like single you out or like not to like alienate you Christian at all, but it's like, there's certain times where I'm listening to Alexis talk and I'm like, I can only hope that like my children have like the same kind of like sense of humor and stuff about like, Aww. you know, the very many things that we have to deal with as like this trio, um, because I, I mean, you, I, I just want to say, even though I do feel alienated, Alexis's humor, yeah, it might be nice on television, but what what he says off air, you don't want to hear it, okay? <laughs> if your it kid ends dangerous. up anything like me, I want to apologize right now. 
Okay. You might be the first human being who has ever said this. Okay? Honestly, I'm gonna we're gonna cut the commercial in a second, but I'm gonna cry. Because uh, I think if Alexis's mom heard that, she would, if she had a second chance, she'd be like, "Look, I would. I just want to do over on this kid. I would like to change a couple things about him. I need a bigger chancleta just to make sure he turns out a bit more normal." And she's like, "Cause if she heard you, she'd be like, ta loca." Ta loca. <laughs> So let's ask a couple questions that we have from our uh, Gully Squad, which obviously is our supporters group. In fact, Valeria Tapia, huge fan of the women's game in Mexico or just the Mexican game in general. Um, she wants to know what type of investment would you like to see in Ed 3 Feminine, which we actually got to see play against the women's national team here at Rebel Arena. What was that? That was 2019? Uh, right before the World Cup, yeah. uh, yes. So, and, and when we saw them, yeah, the, the, they were uh, they were impressive. But obviously, the, the the gap in quality between them and the U.S. Women's National Team is obviously very evident. So, yes, uh, what what would you like uh, the investment to be in uh, for L3 Feminine? Um, I think the Liga MX Feminine itself is a great starting point. Um, my friends laugh at me about this, but I say like maybe not this upcoming World Cup, but the next World Cup, we'll start seeing that investment actually take form. Um, but it's also just giving them the same kind of attention that they give the men's side. Um, one of my really good colleagues for Campeonas MX, his name's Fernando Fala, actually just wrote this article where it's been um, 200 days since the women's um, El Tri Femenil had like a game of any kind. Wow. Um, the last games that they played was the, uh, oh, I'm going to mess this up. It's like a cup um, in like in like some part of like Europe. Um, I'm completely botching the the name of the country but um basically it wasn't even like a it's not even like a real tournament like there's no like stages of it there's just kind of like people play you get points and based off those points is where you place um so like the real if you really want to get technical the last real tournament they played um was the olympic qualifiers where they didn't qualify you know because that that match that they played was against the u.s um, with no signs or, you know, like no actual talks of like what they're going to do for them. You know, the Mexico actually plays, you know, this week. Um, and there's been talks for like the last like couple months. Oh, what are we going to do? When are the men's going to play? You know, all these different like questions worrying about the development um, because there is Gold Cup next year, because of the World Why Cup, because of all the comp- <laughs> because of all the competition that's happening. Um, so it's it's. It's that it's just like not paying attention to it as much or not seeing the long term effects of not playing 200 days is a very long time. And if there's no actual news or any type of sources coming out that games are friendly that in any type of level are, are going to be played, it just ruins it even more. It ruins this chance for all these great players in all these different clubs, whether it's in Europe, the Liga Mex Femenil, NWSL, actually getting together and, you know, playing United um, in that same capacity, you know, the CONCACAF gold cup for the men's side just had a draw for the tournament for next year yesterday um and there's no type of like CONCACAF or like intercontinental tournament for women's side which doesn't make any sense to me and it would just be so like so much better now you know if you saw that mexico u.s match with liga mex feminine players like that would get so much traction Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And we, yeah, we should address, I think uh, Ali is in the back saying, yes, he's saying less talking and more playing. That's what I think that's or, what he's saying. Oh, spend more money. Yeah. He's saying less talking <laughs> about spending money and go yeah, spend yeah, that money on the women's game. Show some action. That, he's demanding yeah. uh, for, Ali for the women's game. <laughs> you know what I was thinking is for the men's national team in America, lots of, lots of uh, dual nationals, right? Lots of Mexican Americans, lots of Latinos. 
I don't see a lot of maybe I, I haven't counted right, but I don't see as many Latinos playing in the women's game in America. I was just thinking maybe there's a chance to get some of those dual nationals, right? Uh, I don't there's I don't a, see I that feel many. Like there's been a couple. It's, it's I, actually I, it's actually the inverse. Not to correct you, Alexis, but it's actually the inverse. Like there's always this talk of like, um, or do you mean like the U.S. women's national team getting the U.S. The dual women's nas- national team? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they usually yeah. I think it's also because like the bar is just so high for the U.S. women's national team. It's kind of like when you get like those Argentine Argentinian men that have been playing in the Liga MX for so long and they're like, I'm going to convert. And it's like, well, yeah, it's, yeah. it's because you're not going to have that great of a chance to, <laughs> yeah. to play for your yeah, actual yeah. So it's that kind of thing. Um, but it does help. It does help not to like, not to make fun of it or anything. It does help, you know, when you do get those dual nationals. Um, Christina Birkenrode, who's like absolutely killing it right now um, with Rayadas in the Liga MX Femenil, you know, she is a dual national and all that work that she's doing, I would hope somebody in the federation is realizing hey she can be a, just a huge asset for the national team um so it's it for, for mexico it's uh for the mexican women's national team we do see a lot of dual nationals and it's actually very yeah. cool because you do get that that closer um just like relatability with them because they can actually speak the language and you see that a lot in the liga mx feminine um or the liga mx sorry when they do english content because like the women's side just like can absolutely kill it in both languages, whereas the yeah. men's side you don't get that much, um, you know, or you're like surprised in mixed zones when you're like, wait, he can speak English? Like yeah, I need yeah. to just like <laughs> run over there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I we had another question from uh, Lura McCoy, uh, who's uh, she's also a, a, a big NWSL fan, but she asked uh, after the COVID nineteen travel restrictions are lifted, do you think we will see more NWSL and Liga MX feminine matches like the one with the dash last year? I would hope so. Um, when the uh, announcement for the Liga MX now canceled Liga MX MLS All-Star Game um, last year, Enrique Bonilla was actually here. Um, and I asked him while he was trying to walk away from me, you know, is there a chance that we see a Liga MX Feminine NWSL clash? Um, and he said, you know, give it time. We don't know if it's going to happen yet. But it's just one of those things that you see that organic community, you know, you guys are, you guys are definitely into the NWSL and just like what we see for the Liga MX Femenil, it is, it's all based in community. And when you get, when you actually give them access to it and you actually say like, Hey, here's a place where you guys can go and consume it. You just, you see how many more people there actually are outside of your circle. Um, so it would, it's a no, it's a, it's like a no brainer. Like if they, if they make these friendlies, you know, in LA or, wherever there's like a high congestion, just like Mexico games of Mexicans, I wouldn't be surprised that you see them, especially because Liga Mex Femenil actually has uh, uh, like a, a level up with having the men's team association with it. So you automatically yeah. get all those Tigres fans, all those America fans, all those Chivas fans. Um, and as those teams continue winning or they have like really good players, you already have those fans excited to go see them, hopefully. Yeah, and th- this year was a f- really the first time I was, you know, a- able to just watch it because the games are on through the N on Telemundo. You can watch them uh, regularly. And before that, it was like, you need, it was like, it was like certain websites and you needed yeah. to go to, to the team site and it was super confusing, but like it, it's available now. Like you had to so, get a special cocktail at the, at the <laughs> bodega and if you got that, there was a ticket at the bottom. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cooligans. Thank you, Amelia Lopez for joining us. Everybody make sure you support and, and follow Amelia. Amelia is awesome, especially on Twitter. You get, you get not only just uh, the insight to Liga Mex, Liga Mex Feminine, but she's also hilarious. Uh, you, you got a great, 
Twitch, so. TikTok as well. Uh, so I highly recommend. <laughs> uh, but uh, Amelia, is there anything you want to let people know about that you want to plug? <laughs> oh, I see somebody's already <laughs> wants to make a plug as well. Oh no, your assistant is on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, just follow the Mexican Soccer Show. Follow Footmex Nation. Uh, we have a new Instagram account that I'm running when I'm raising my children, so I'm gonna go follow that. Um, you know, listen to the Our Football Podcast. Uh, we do Mexican Liga Mex Femenil in English, so it's definitely a, a lot, a lot of fun to do that. Um, but yeah, just like keep up with the content. Like I say on my own podcast, keep up with the content because it is our football, and we definitely enjoy having it um, and being able to let you guys get in on the information that we provide. Me, that's my brand new lightsaber. Uh, all right, okay. So, uh, so look at that. Thank you, uh, Amelia. Everybody, make sure you follow at Fubo Sports, uh, at Soccer Cooligans on all social media channels, uh, and make sure to subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. So, Ali, that's where you can go watch yourself to <laughs> be a part of the show. So, uh, let us end the show the way we normally do. Uh, so for Amelia and Ali. <laughs> My name is Christian Polanco. And I'm Alexis Guerreros, and still probably the worst behaved person on the show. <laughs> and together, what are we? What are we, Ali? What are we? The Cooligans!